The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Chris and DJ Show. I'm the normal Joe, Chris Shanafelt. He's the pro, former Chicago Bears defensive back himself, DJ Moore. Uh, wasn't able to do a show last week, but here we are on this Friday evening, a day after the NFL preseason uh, officially kicked off. Last week we had the Hall of Fame game, and then uh, last night we had a, a bunch of teams uh, playing, and we got another uh, slate of teams playing once again tonight. Uh, DJ, what's going on, man? How's everything going? Man, it's going all right, man. Tell everybody how you, uh, your trip, man, your trip went. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Fresh, fresh from Canton, Ohio. Fresh from a uh, uh, really ju- just an insane trip with uh, Rick Saratello of NFL Draft Bible. We uh, hit up uh, Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. We hit up the University of Pittsburgh, a bunch of colleges. Uh, ended up in Canton, Ohio for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame, and uh, a wonderful experience uh, that was to kind of be in uh, Football City, USA, uh, Football Town, USA. Canton, Ohio. Um, but besides, besides the Pro Football Hall of Fame, DJ, uh, uh, not not to uh, disrespect my people out in Ohio, but uh, uh, I don't think Ohio is uh, is for me. I mean, uh, there, there's not much life out there besides the Pro Football Hall of Fame, my friend. <laughs> oh, okay. How was the? Um, you said you went down to the Steelers training camp. How was it with being another traditional team? How was it compared to? You know the Bears training camp. You know, yeah. So the uh, the Steelers training camp is held in Latrobe, uh, Pennsylvania, at a small college. You know, just like the Bears, they, they're in Bourbonnais at a small school in uh, Olivet Nazarene. Um, being in La, uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, that day, uh, you know, DJ, I, I, it had me thinking of uh, of you and a bunch of the Bears players. And uh, you know, you guys had 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 it pretty lucky in uh, Bourbonnais compared to what the Steelers had. But like you said, I mean, another. Uh, you know, storied franchise. I mean, when, when you think of the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the, like the Chicago Bears, it's one of the first teams that come to mind. And uh, it, it was pretty cool to be around that uh, storied franchise, a, a franchise that has had a ton of success over the years, um, you know, with, with a head coach like Mike, Mike Tomlin and, uh, you know, a, a quarterback that's going to go down in the record books like a big Ben Roethlisberger. Um, it, it was pretty cool to, to be around that atmosphere and be around that organization for the very first time. And, and you know what? One thing that really stuck out to me, DJ, uh, there was really no hangover or, you know, you, you didn't really get this sense that this team was missing uh, two of their better players over the past, you know, six, seven, eight years in 
Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. I mean, uh, you, you got a young roster and, and guys that are really uh, looking to, to step up and James Conner and uh, as for the receiver position with the Steelers, you got Juju Smith-Schuster. They brought in Dante Moncrief. Uh, they drafted a, a kid out of Toledo in the fourth or fifth round. So, uh, you know, they, they seem pretty excited with what they have despite losing some superstar pieces on the offensive side of the football. Oh, well, you, you really won't know until until the game starts. You know what I mean? So, um, do they miss Antonio Brown? No, they've had star receivers before. Um, and, you know, they went on and you had uh, Mike, um, what was Mike's name? Wallace. Mike Wallace. And then before that, Heinz Ward. Before that, Heinz Ward and Randall Lair used to do the reverse passes. And so they had, you know, good tight ends. So they always had really good players. Um, so if you got a, in the NFL, you got a good quarterback, man. You can make anything happen. So, I mean, they still got the staple at quarterback, so. Moncrief has been really good. I think of late he's been a little bit down, but it, I mean when he first started emerging, for, I think it was the Colts, correct? Yes, um, yes. He was he was was really good. Big receiver who can run. So it's one thing you know, big man of Boston time, and he'll get you the ball. So just keep running. Yeah, no no doubt about that. And uh, you know, Big Ben entering year sixteen, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, you know, obviously he, he he's kind of contemplated uh, retirement the past few off seasons, but uh, that doesn't seem that didn't seem like a question this off season. Um, but yeah, he throws a couple interceptions. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll hear the storyline come up uh, probably uh, very very shortly. But uh, so I mean, yeah, I mean, here we are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, DJ. I mean, football is back. To, I mean, say what you want, it's preseason, but. Uh, you know, that, that only means we're uh, three weeks away from the regular season opener, and uh, that is the Chicago Bears taking on, uh, hosting the Green Bay Packers here in Chicago. And uh, last night, uh, the, the team that's in, the, in your backyard, the Carolina Panthers, they traveled here to Chicago, took on the Chicago Bears. We're not going to dive all in and dissect uh, preseason game number one, DJ, <laughs> as much as I know that you would love to. Um, but... Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the starters played very, very seldomly. I mean, not much at all. Uh, Mitch Trubisky had uh, three handoffs, and that was it. Um, but, uh, you know, for, for these younger guys that, that are looking to get the experience, I mean, uh, David Montgomery, the Bears' uh, third-round draft pick, their first pick uh, this past season out of uh, Iowa State, uh, he, got, he got quite a bit of playing time, and, uh, you know, he, he really seemed to uh, – uh, impress many and uh, you, you could already see how he's a different type of back than uh, uh, Jordan Howard uh, from the past and uh, even Mike Davis flashed a bit last night um, I mean whenever you got Matt Forte praising you, uh, you you know you're doing something right and, and that was uh, 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 David Montgomery last night um, looking at this running back position it, it's one of the more uh, deep it's probably the more uh, with a uh, wide receiver, it, it, the, the, they probably have the most depth at this position with uh, uh, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, Mike Davis coming over from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we, we've talked about this possible three-headed monster in the past, DJ, and uh, I know you were kind of on the side that, no, you know, it's going to be one man's job. Somebody's going to show up and, and take this job. Um, do, do you still feel that way? I mean, or... or it, uh. I wanted um I wanted it to be a one man job because I'm a fan of Tariq Cohen, but 
Um, it won't be. He it'll be him plus somebody else. Um, the guy that is probably going to be is probably probably Mike Davis, because um, he's more of a short short down back or somebody who probably can get in and block a little bit more. You're not going to want you know I mean, your rookie running back and pass pro. For for the most part, you won't want him. I mean, he may be really. It makes it bad for one of them, um, be, because on third down, Cole is the one. Now, last night he did really good. Now, was it against? It's NFL talent, yes, but it wasn't like NFL starting talent. So you've seen Cole do it, like from punt returns to when he gets the ball out. Like last night when I seen him do that little screenplay, in my head I was thinking Cole would have been gone. You know what I mean? So this is why I kind of compare him to the two. So as a rookie, and I, and I know he can run and stuff, so if he gets any play, he's going to take him away from a player like Cohen, which for me, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. Um, is he strong enough to be like the just put your head down, you know, kind of a, you know, third down? I mean, not a third down, like a short yardage guy. Or are they going to use him in a way, just have, you know, always have elusive backs? Because he seemed like he could catch pretty good out of the backfield. You know, favorite always having the ball in his left hand. I mean, he looked. I mean, he looked okay out there. So, um, it'll give you a little more confidence. Uh, have other guys say, "Hey, man, Forte said I did good." Yeah, kind of, kind of. It's kind of what's gonna happen. You know, most people won't talk bad about you because they don't want the fans to talk bad about them, so they'll support you. But I don't think he's. You can't. I don't jump to conclusions because I'm just a, I'm a fan of what Tariq Cohen has done because he's just, I mean, he's, he's been electric, like, against starting defenses, you know, throughout the league, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tariq Cohen, yeah, I mean, Tariq Cohen certainly uh, proved himself, uh, you know, ha- had a decent rookie season, and, and then last year under Matt Nagy uh, and this offense uh, certainly proved himself last year, and uh, we'll, we'll see what his role consists of this season. We'll see what the role of all three of these running backs, and of course, I should add Kareeth White as well, the seventh-round draft pick uh, running back. Got some uh, playing time last night. Uh, number thirty-eight, really quick, quick guy. I think he ran a four-three-eight at his uh, Florida Atlantic Pro Day. Um, so, uh, in, in the very least, maybe a, a special teams contributor right off the bat. We'll see. Um, so, anyways, not that it matters. Panthers got the victory last night. Um, one thing that stuck out though, DJ, this. <laughs> And, I mean, it's crazy that this is such a hot topic, but uh, when, when the season ended the way it did last year, the kicker position, uh, so they, 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 they trade with the Oakland, uh, Oakland Raiders and they uh, acquire Eddie Pinheiro, uh, a, a kicker that was uh, highly, highly thought of coming out of the University of Florida two years ago, was with the Raiders last year, and now he's dealt to Chicago he was a his his first attempt was a forty eight yard field goal. He missed, um, and then eventually Elliot Fry, the other kicker on the Bears roster, who uh, came over from that uh, developmental league, the AAF, um, he came in and knocked down a forty three yard field goal, which of course was the uh, uh, the the same uh, same distance that Cody Parkey missed in the playoff game last year. And, uh, 
You know, I, I, I know it, it was a preseason game, DJ, but uh, even then, the, the crowd gave him a standing ovation. I'm not sure I've ever heard a, a crowd cheer lo- louder for a single preseason play than when that kicker, Elliot Fry, knocked in that 43-yard field goal. Well, yeah, and that's good. Elliot Fry, he went to, and I'm down in South Carolina. He, right. went, he was a really good kid at the University of South Carolina. So, I um, mean, if he can stay on. Um, his legs didn't seem as strong as the other guys, even though he missed him and he hit his. Um, so it, it's still it's one of those things. When in Windy City, it gets a little windy. Um, so the kicks are going. It's going to be a little bit hard. That's why so so many people was impressed by what you know Robbie Gold was able to do. So it was. It was, it was really tough, you know, really tough to do. So I, th- I think it just, I don't know, it, it's exciting to, like, see that because it's it, they got to be nervous. I mean, it's just every time you get up to kick, everybody's nervous. But the thing that I took from it was the offense didn't really put up any points. Like, even with Chase Daniels out there, you were thinking, like, the backup playing against backup backups should move the ball more, should score more, should, should – show resemblance of somebody that's been tapped to almost a guru. You go from go from eight years from really not coaching to head coaching. Like I need to see like like progress in every go. You know what I mean? Like just comparing it to the pen like Will Greer, the young uh quarterback, he looked really good for the Panthers. It's like let's chase Daniels not even look good. You know what I mean? So we putting the pressure on the kicker, but really it's like, hey man, like Hopefully this offense going to look different than this. Now it's a preseason game, but you're still going to be calling They're going to be running the same play. So that's that's what I kind of hang my hat on for that one. So hopefully the offense looked – but the defense looked – I thought the defense looked good, turning over the ball. Shelly kind of flew around, um, you know, showed some good lateral equipment. So I don't know, man. <laughs> How, how about Roquan getting in there uh, early and uh, getting that sack uh, early on? I mean, uh, I, I think that's something that a lot of people are really looking forward to, uh, you know, now with Chuck Pagano, uh, you know, ha- having the keys to this defense that uh, maybe they'll be a little bit more aggressive than they were a, a year or two ago under Vic Fangio. Well, no, you know, not about being more aggressive. I mean, you just do what you did last year. I mean, because if you, do, if you be more Don't pass it, parents. Well, I'm going to review it. Um, I don't know how they're going to judge it once they review it. Because last night they reviewed one. I was sitting there like, well, technically it is passing the parents. But they said the play stood. I'm so confused now. Now it's going to be a big thing of like, what is passing? I would literally throw the ball. I would throw a Hail Mary and then throw a flag and say it had to be passing the parents. Oh, there's going to be teams that are going to do that. No doubt. Like, you do it. You know, you should do the rule. Now, if if the receiver touches me first, but I challenge pass interference, do that, just automatically say, no, it was defensive pass. Like, it, it, it's, it's, it's going to be um, it's gonna be interesting, man, to, to, to say the least. So, Rokon Smith coming through the hole, making a sack, kind of picked off what he did last year. Um, so, I would expect them to still have about 125, 130 tackles by five or six sacks and, you know, have kind of Brian Erlacher numbers. You know, if he doesn't get hurt, you know, that, that vibes well for, you know, for the defense as a whole. And um, 
think it's still going to be a good year on defense. I think it's still, they'll take a step back from what they did last year, but it'll be, you know, still be a good year. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you create the, the turnovers and the ball rolls your way the way it did last year, I mean, it, it you very rarely, if ever, see that happen, you know, two years, three years in a row. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think most people are, are expecting some type of drop back, at, at least in, in terms of turnovers, but we'll see about the overall performance. And, uh, again, I mean, Roquan Smith entering his second year, uh, looked pretty solid last night in the limited uh, snaps that he played in. Uh, you know, again, this is his first training camp since he held out last year, uh, you know, towards the uh, end of uh, preseason, missed all of training camp. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, you know, he's getting a training camp uh, under his belt for the first time as a Chicago Bear. Uh, you know, looking on the offensive side of the football, you got Allen Robinson fully uh, participating. So uh, we'll see. Now, you know, when when you said uh, when you mentioned how you know the offense needs to do a better job at moving the football, no doubt about it. You know, a lot of people put the blame on Cody Parkey, um, which at the end of the day, I do feel like the the blame was on Parkey for how the season ended last year. But as we know, uh, the the offensive side of the football could have put some more points on the board. Um, now. You you mentioned how you know hey you know this offense you know it didn't look too great yesterday how come Chase Daniel isn't doing this how come he's not doing that moving the football down the field what what exactly are the game plans though DJ for these preseason games I mean is there really a game plan or are you just kind of wing, winging it Well you have you know you have a game plan you might do it maybe one day um, go over their stuff uh, you normally just kind of working on you but it's all basic stuff because even the defense is just doing. You have normally on defense. You have a preseason game where you'll play mostly zone. You have one where you'll play a lot of man. You want to see who can play man. Just play all kind, all man, 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 man. And then you have your third one when you kind of play, you know, your defense. So on the defensive side, it's just really it's generic stuff. So in generic situations, you have routes for everything. Okay, over here's a cover three route. Over here's a cover two beater. You know, here's a check down. You would think he would just, to me, a veteran guy, he's been in the league for a while, just look more fluid. Come out against backups and look really good. You know what I mean? So I think last year, the way he looked is the way Trubisky looked all year. You know what I mean? Now, he may, Trubisky may come out there and do whatever it is, you know what I mean, and, and shine. But it's just, to me, I I don't know either. Either it's, it's not... Well, my thing is, at the end of the year, what is it going to be? Is it, is it either the player or is it the coach? Don't blame the quarterback. At this particular juncture, it's like, oh, the quarterback, you're not good enough, you know, for his style of offense. So it's going to be somebody going to have to take the blame for it. And people love Nagy, I think, more than they like Trubisky. Well, so far it's still viewed as a, a perfect marriage. So far, there's still, uh, you know, th things are still going going well. Uh, you know, a, a year in, so uh, we'll, we'll see what year two uh, entails for this uh, for for this couple, I suppose. Um, well, preseason game one is under the books, DJ. That that means we're getting closer and closer to obviously preseason game number two and uh, roster cutdowns. Uh, and you know, just looking at this roster and looking at how uh, how, how things are playing out, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure 
you know, here on the uh, the list of topics, you know, biggest surprise cut uh, or possible surprise cut. And honestly, I'm not sure it's much of a surprise, but Adam Shaheen, the, the, the now third year tight end, um, really just a, a huge disappointment. And uh, it doesn't really get too much further than just the fact that he cannot stay healthy. And then when he is healthy, when he is suiting up, whether it's in practice or uh, you've seen in that playoff game against the Eagles. I mean, he just gets bullied by these smaller defenders. And this is a guy that's uh, 6'6", 270. You know, Baby Gronk was his nickname coming out of college. He was a second-round pick in 2017 out of a Division II school, Ashland University. Absolutely dominated the competition there. Entered the NFL draft with still one year remaining, which is uh, something you don't, see very often from guys coming from smaller schools, specifically the Division II level. But uh, he did just that. He gets drafted uh, in the uh, second round by the Chicago Bears, and it, it just has not uh, panned out for him. Now, now it does seem like the tight end position uh, is one of the tougher positions to make the uh, conversion to from the college game to the pro game. Normally you'll see guys, uh, you know, e even if they do end up having success, it might take them a year or two to get there but uh with Shaheen I mean it all starts with his health and uh he, he's just not able to uh to, to to suit up more times than not and as they say DJ your best ability is availability and that's just not there for Shaheen I would not well, be surprised if he's one of those guys that are cut uh you know come September well yeah and, I, and I'm not that you know that in tune with the team to where you know to know about you know this guy but I mean I do know a lot of times when you're a rookie, they ask you to do stuff that you can't do. Um, for instance, when Greg Olson was in Chicago, they wanted him to block. If I'm 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, run a 4'5", why would I ever touch anybody but the football? You know what I mean? So saying that I'm assuming he's one of those type of receivers because if you at a smaller school and you leave, I mean, I can run and I can catch. Like, should I be blocking? Probably never. But I've been hurt and I haven't proven myself. So when I come in, this is what I got to do. I got to do special teams. Or I got to block at the end man on line of scrimmage. Something I do not want to do. I'm a big receiver. Why you got me here blocking defensive end? You know what I mean? So now when it's been hurt, you just never know. Now I'm not sure what he's doing now. But when you bring in veteran tight ends, now it's time to go. I can't have somebody because when you hurt, you can't learn. You know what I mean? Um, so... Other than him, and I, when I looked at it, you know, I had to kind of kind of research it a little bit. Everybody's really so young. Everybody's so young to the point where, like, it's really not like like when you had to go and fetch for him. Like, it wouldn't be like a surprise when you think more surprise. You think more like because like, when I was playing, maybe I think Tommy Harris maybe got. It. I mean, so we had guys like that or whatever, but. You don't see veteran guys, not on this particular team, because everybody's so young and the quarterback hasn't been paid. And so you don't have really like the money issues the way you would force you to say, hey, you know what? I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to send somebody home. But the most intriguing thing is really the, the kicking position. It's just that's what it is right now. Who's going to be the kicker? Because even when he stays, if he missed one, then the kicker's going to probably come back. <laughs> or you're going to keep two kicking. You know what I mean? Something's something going to have to give. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, there's there's a hot name in uh, Baltimore right now. They, you know, obviously they have Justin Tucker. Uh, I think as of right now, he is the most accurate kicker in NFL history. But there's a guy behind him that that they had for 
I know last year, maybe even the year prior, uh, really good. Uh, he had some type of injury last year, and now the, 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 the Ravens are flat out saying, hey, he's going to take all the kicks preseason. They're going to try getting uh, some assets for him, so we'll see if uh, the Bears have to go down that route or not. But uh, Bears fans are certainly familiar with the uh, Ravens situation and keeping an eye out on that. And, and he's one of those dual kickers as well. He, uh, I think he nailed like a, a 48 and a 55 yard uh, field goal yesterday in their first preseason game and he also had like two uh, punts for over 50 yards as well so uh, kind of get two for one there uh, in that guy if they decide to look that way um, so yeah you, you actually hit it right on the head I mean there besides you know you, you kind of have to do a lot of searching around and uh, you know a guy like Adam Shaheen is one of those names that um, like you said probably not the biggest surprise but uh, when looking at what this team offers right now I mean there won't be that huge surprise cut, I don't think, uh, with the Bears uh, like that maybe we've seen in the past. And uh, DJ, you mentioned like Tommy Harris. Uh, can you just kind of uh, uh, repeat what you said? You kind of cut off there uh, a little bit. You know, just, just the biggest surprise cut that you've seen. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we um, talked about a big well, surprise trade when well, Greg Olson was traded. How about a big surprise cut? Well, yeah, the Greg Olson thing was a surprise. You know, probably Tommy Harris, but. I think when I got there, he, I think he was coming off an injury um, because he was, like, probably one of the most dominant defensive linemen. Um, and I think that may have been a surprise. But really, I don't know if it was a, a surprise, even though, he, I mean, he's just a big-time. When you see big-time players get cut, it's just kind of um, the defensive end, I think. Um, what is, it, is his name Alex Smith? Alex Brown. Brown. When they acquired Peppers. I remember him. I think he, I don't know if he got cut or he didn't get signed. I just remember him not being there. Um, let me see who else was it. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it won too because it, it, the team itself was always kind of kind of the same. But I would say probably Tommy Harris, I would think. Because he was, he was like big time, big time. Yeah, I mean. Um, uh, that like, Greg Olsen thing was crazy because you walk in he walking out, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, he's, I mean. The he's team's best receiver at the time, right? He got two seconds ago. Like, that is nuts. Was so. well, that when, I mean, is that one of those moments where you kind of uh, realize, okay, if he if he can get traded, then, uh, yeah, nobody's job is safe? Well, not, well, it wasn't even that. It was just like you, you, you realize those moments. Like, and I know when people watch Hard Knocks, and I want them to realize, like, when you walking in that room and you see the guy that always come and get you to get people to cut people, it's always one guy. Like that's real. Like you don't, like you don't walk past him lightly, man. Like it's just, even if you know, it's like man, like hey, you need to stand close to me. You know what I mean? So you you realize it every day because you. Call somebody and tell them, hey, man, you about to miss me. And they be like, oh, yeah, I got cut. Like, oh, my bad. You know what I mean? So it's, man, it's real. Yeah, you, yeah so, you, you don't want that tap on your shoulder uh, with somebody behind you saying, hey, coach wants to see you bring your playbook. <laughs> not oh, not a good feeling. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, DJ, uh, you, you – uh, Story time with DJ on uh, Earl Bennett's uh, website, uh, Pro Style Podcast. Now, Pro Style Media, um, you know, you, you, you're probably, and he has a lot of guys. I mean, now Caleb Haney's writing some stories. Uh, you got former uh, former Colts uh, corner Gerard Powers. 
Um, you got a bunch of guys on there. I mean, it, it's really some, uh, some infi- insightful, uh, articles and, uh, your, your story time with DJ, my personal favorite, uh, not biased or anything, but, uh, t- let, let's go back a couple of weeks before we go over, uh, this. Oh, no, mine's all legit, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speak from the heart, man. They legit, man. They are, yeah. they are. They are, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. We get to recap them here on the show each and every week. Let's go back two weeks ago, DJ. Uh, the the storyline was the uh, Bears-Packers-NFC Championship game in Chicago. Uh, winner goes to the Super Bowl. Winner wins the NFC. And uh, as it turned out, the Green Bay Packers not only won that game, they would go on to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. Um the whole idea, the, the the whole story behind your article is, of course, the Jay Cutler injury, which then had Todd Collins go in, which would end up with uh, Caleb Haney finishing the football game and making it a football game. But uh, obviously, uh, it, it didn't end the way the city of Chicago wanted it to. Uh, you, you kind of spoke on what was going on, going through your mind when uh, kind of seeing Jay Cutler uh what mope around the sideline ride the ride the bike or, or whatever i mean uh kind of give the people just uh a, a recap well, of uh that that story time with dj article well the hard thing for me was to like because from my perspective i want to know like like what is somebody actually thinking about when you when you actually sitting over there and you're watching todd collins go in then like yeah, I think he was, man, he was old then. I think he'd been in the league for about 15 years or something. Like, I don't know how you'd be a backup that long if you, if you still in the league, whatever. You know what I mean? And then you see, you know, Haney go in. To me, I thought, always thought him and Kevin was kind of close. But he didn't kind of help him or whatever. Now, the whole thing about not helping, that's fine. But then you... Philip Rivers, like I've seen cats like have like the ACL torn or people carrying you to the line and you throwing passes, but you come out the side and like you you fine, like you walking around. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was it just blew my mind that even when oh even like I, I talked about like um, when um, at Clemson when uh, what's the guy name from Texas? Um, uh, Deshaun Watson. When he was at Clemson, I think he played with a torn ACL in a, like a bowl game or something. Like, you know what I mean? You've seen it. Like, in, in that the biggest game, like, for this particular sport, like, we, like, man, we, you know I'm getting well. We probably going eight and eight next year. Like, we don't have time. Like, this is this is it. And even if you heard you still have a long offseason, you're a quarterback and you're sitting in the pocket, your technology is good. They'll clean it up. You'll be back in no time. But it just, just you know, just to watch him sit there, I always wanted to know, like, what was he, like, what was going through his mind, you know Because it was just, just blew my mind. Even though Caleb came in and did a good job, and I don't think Cutler was playing good to begin with. He always struggled against Green Bay. Um, but, you know what I mean, just to, like, just to know, like, what is somebody thinking about? Because for me, I've had a spring MCL before. It didn't feel good when I was out there playing. But I came off the side. This is what I was in Carolina. I came off. The linebacker really couldn't do it. They were throwing it a lot. I said, man, I can go back in. Man, I limped and did okay. You know what I mean? I, I finished the game, and then I missed about a month after that. You know what I mean? So I don't 
I don't know. I ain't never seen nobody. To me, I feel like he kind of quit a little bit because it's just, you know what I mean? Like, we the only, like, four teams left. You know what I mean? Like, it's only a couple quarters. You throw a pass and just. You know what I mean? Like, you walked over there. So, I, I don't know. Um, and you walk to the sideline, and then you're on there. You can, if you can ride a bike, your knee can turn, you can ride a bike. You know what I mean? You don't want to say, hey, I don't want to judge you. Say, hey, man, I don't know. You could have been really hurt. But to me, in that situation, you can't. Nah, you can't say no mas on that one. You just can't. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, you good? Like, what? What you mean you good? You know what I mean? So, it, it was, I don't know. It was, that was, that was interesting. You know what I mean? I think the game went how it was, you know, supposed to go. But, um, yeah, that was, that was impressive, man. The watch. So, I, I, that's my thing, really, is just like, because I don't think he's never said anything about it or, or given his perspective of, like, what was he thinking, what was his head at. You know how he was feeling, cause it, to me it's like, hey, you you tell me like, oh man, I felt terrible about it, you know, I was hurting, and I wanted to be out there. I feel I respect you more for that, but you know, I don't think I never heard anything like about it. So I'm just kind of thinking, want to, I always want to, you know, know where his head was at, honestly. And you titled that article "Bear Shuffle Remix Goes Limp." Um... So what was the locker room like after that game, DJ? I mean, uh, what was it a um, was it a hostile environment? I mean, that that was the furthest that you've made it in your career. Uh, you know, talking about playoffs, that that was of course the NFC Championship game. You guys lose that game, your season is over, and in the fashion that you guys lost that game, I mean, the defense did its thing. Um, obviously, the the offense. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, you guys go through three different quarterbacks. B.J. Raji scoops up a ball, takes it to the end zone. Uh, you know, they, they get a defensive touchdown. I mean, uh, I, I got to think that, that that left a really sour taste in your mouth, not only the Jay Cutler situation, but how well you guys played on the defensive side of the football. Well, no, you got to give, you know, Heine credit because when he came in uh, and did what he did, you know, it was impressive to see. Like, he – because they came out, they scored really fast, you know, first drive. Took a little time, scored, I think it was before halftime, like 14-0, and the defense kind of pretty much shut every – I mean, they didn't score again until, you know, Raji um, had the interception. Um, so, you you know, you was kind of, you know what I mean, you know, happy with it, you know, on the defensive side. And then we had the – I think it was the personal foul roughing the pass on Pebbles, I think, that kind of kept a drive or two going. So, I mean, it wasn't – it made you upset because you wanted to be in the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, when you – in Chicago, when they started to talk about, like, if you win a, a title, a football title in Chicago, oh, my goodness, that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you dreaming of, like, man, the Super Bowl suffer, got your pants pulled all the way up to your, to your nipples, doing your <laughs> dance and your little rap. So it would have been – it would have been a cool – it would have been a cool thing not only to, you know what I mean, to either win it or even just play in it, honestly. Um, but I feel like if he wasn't hurt, you know what I mean? And I don't know how the game would have won. I just felt like, because he had been playing so good in the playoffs, you know, throughout the year. Um, so I think anything could have happened. Uh, you know, set, coming out of the second half, figuring out the defense and, and the way we was playing, you know, eventually we would have made, you know, made something happen. But 
Yeah. But, I mean, you just upset, but then, you know, the game is over there. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I think the time was right for the picking for Aaron Rodgers. It was like his time to, I think, win one. Uh, but as you can tell for him, you know it's hard, man, to win another one or even get back to it. So, got to take advantage of it. I'm in the playoffs at any other time, so. I know a long time we was in the playoffs, so it's, it's hard to get that, man. So, it was exciting to do it, to play in the playoffs and play in the NFC Championship game. But, you know, the way it goes sometimes, the way the cookie crumbles. That's it, that's it. And, again, uh, you know, that was that was back in 2010, and the Bears' first time back in the playoffs was just last season. So uh, it's been quite the drought. We'll hope yeah. they get there again, once again, uh, this coming season. Uh, certainly looks like uh, they're in for a uh, pretty uh, decent, to say the least, season. I mean, the NFC North is stacked, and we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, this past week's, uh, or, or this week's uh, story time with DJ Moore. Again, we're, we're going over two of them because we uh, missed the show last week. But uh, this week, uh, you released a story, What Hall of Famer Brian Erlacher Told Me. And, uh, you know, it's how you got your nickname, Baby Backer. Uh, obviously playing Nickelback, and, uh, you know, you, you were kind of welcomed into that uh, linebacker room, uh, you know, with, with some uh, really great players. You got the Hall of Famer, Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs. Um, I always thought Nick Nick Roach was an underappreciated player. I always thought he was pretty decent at what he did, yep. uh, certainly with, uh, with with those two guys. Um Baby backer, I mean, uh, you said he said no. I'm not. I'm not the Bears' nickel back. I'm the baby backer. It's a name that you really took a lot of pride in. Oh yeah, man. When a, you know a great player gave you a nickname. Now, I'm 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 a real company guy. You know what I mean? Now, I was the best linebacker we had. Let's let's get that out of the way. Um, but. Man, everybody was real cool, man, especially on defense. Like, just talking about, like, in like in 2010 and, you know, depending on everybody and Lovey's whole thing was the defense is the superstar of the defense. Like, everybody had to do their role, you know what I mean? Um, and Erlacher, well, you know, was a centerette, called the play, would change them if he needed to. But especially when they cover two schemes, everybody had their own – everybody had their own role. And everybody knew everybody else's role. So, if – I got stuck out there or somebody else got stuck out there. They knew, you know what I mean? They knew what to do, you know, and coming to the team, when you first meet somebody, you're thinking like, they may be not be cool. You know what I mean? Cause you're a superstar. Like you never know. You know what I mean? Um, and then when you meet a cat, like he's just real cool, real laid back, always laughing. Even if he yell at you, he'll come back and kind of, kind of like a parent. He had a real parent. Like he'll try to lighten the mood a little bit. You know what I mean? And then, um, you know, you always keep everything light. You know what I mean? So, when he was shy, he didn't like to talk or anything. Um, like, before games, he may have talked once. And his voice was cracking bad. Like, he was real, like, shy. Now, on the, on the field, he was on the field. But, like, he didn't want to, like, get pep talk. Like, when he talked, you knew something. Like, we was losing. Or something was going on. You well, know what I mean? I remember they made a big deal about it. Uh, he spoke to the Bears team last year before the Hall of Fame game. Obviously, uh, it was a Bears-Ravens Hall of Fame game. Both yeah. Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher being inducted. He actually spoke to the team before that, and uh, you know they, they made a big deal out of that because it happened so uh, so seldomly. Oh, uh, yeah. So the, the situation was like my mom, because I had my mom down with me, but I had 
get a stir by my mom smoking. She had been smoking since I was like a sophomore in high school. Um, and I was just telling him about the issues with that, like the story in the newspaper. And I remember him just coming up to me, telling me, man, I'll, you know, I'll pay you for your mom to go to any rehab, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you won't owe me anything. But he was just a cool cat like that. And I mean, I, I didn't accept it, but he was just, for somebody to, you know, stay in that olive branch. You know what I mean? I remember going over, you know, his house. He would me to his house. He had anything going on. Man, he was always real, man, real cool, you know what I mean, with everybody. And brought people over his house. Um, you know, weekly and stuff and have dinner and stuff like that. So he was always a real. Free spirit, real free spirited guy. But man, it was, I mean, it was an honor to be, you know, to get to line up beside him. You know what I mean? Um, and I think as he got older, you know what I mean? I had to do more than he did probably. Cause a lot of times we were in it, we would, you know what I mean? The stuff that he would, I would run through the middle and we always like work together or whatever. Um, or he would look at me and say, oh, you did this wrong. And I'm like, nah, dude, that was yours, man. <laughs> but I said, don't look at me like that on TV because you look at me like that. They don't think I did it wrong. You know what I mean? Um, but it, he was real, man, he was real cool. You know I mean? Real cool cat to play with, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, uh, Hall of Fame linebacker coming in, you're probably like, you didn't know what to think of him, and he turns out to be one of the uh, cooler teammates. And, and like you said, I mean, ending the, the article the way you did, uh, you know, offering to, to pay for your mom's rehab, and, uh, you know, like you said, even though you didn't accept it, but just to have that uh, just to have that out there, you know, I mean, just for somebody, anybody to uh, kind of uh, uh, offer that, I mean, uh, you, you got to, Gotta gotta respect the guy for that alone, um, DJ. We we hear so many stories about uh, you know whether it was dodgeball games, ping pong battles. I mean, uh, I know Erlacher, or you know, so 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 the stories say Erlacher was always pretty good at that stuff. The activities you guys did, like ping pong, uh, he was a dog at ping pong. Man. Like, he was a dog. Him, he was probably the best. And then came by him, Bobby been like Robbie Gold. But he was a locker. He was a dog at ping pong. Man. I, I want to know who was um, the worst, though. Who was the worst ping pong player? Honestly, everybody who played could play. Like, it would be like doubles. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it was like, I mean, everybody who played could actually play. And it was impressive. You know what I mean? Because I met a couple people you know, in high school, my principal maybe, and the the PE teacher taught me how to play, and I played. I play a lot, um, but man, it was everybody could play, man. It was, I mean, it was impressive. Like man, every I mean, it just people could play, man. Now he was, but he was the best of. You know, I mean, he was the best of that group, but everybody could play. And uh, you know, looking at uh, now. Uh, you know, just I want to look at some of the NFC North teams now, DJ. Mo moving on, uh, it's going to be a, another dogfight in the NFC North. Uh, the Chicago Bears won the, the uh, division last year. A lot of people are high on what the Green Bay Packers did in the uh, offseason, acquiring some uh, nice defensive talent, highlighted by, of course, former Bears safety Adrian Amos. Uh, I have been one that have has been a little higher on the Lions, I think, than... Uh, what the national media has given. 
Um, at the end of the day, though, they do have Matthew Stafford under center, and uh, that, that's only going to get you so far. And and I'm not too big on Matt Patricia as well as a head coach. He might be a great defensive coordinator. I'm not sure he can uh, control a, an entire uh, 53-man roster and, and have success at doing so. So uh, while I do still think the Lions will probably finish last in this division, I, I think uh, just just their overall talent, though, their talent is uh, something to look out for, but uh, again, I'm not sure the right coach is there to uh, coach that talent up and uh, to win football games. And then, of course, you got the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a team that was expected to win this division last year by the national media. Um, you know, I'll say the same thing about Kirk Cousins, though. I mean, he's only going to get you so far. I mean, uh, uh, I, I kind of put both him and Matthew Stafford in the same uh, category, but uh, I, I gotta say, I think Stafford has a higher ceiling than what Kirk Cousins uh, brings to the table. Now, uh, Minnesota, I mean, they're, they're stacked on the defense side of the ball. Big fan of Harrison Smith, their uh, their star safety. Uh, you got Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter on the defensive line. That they're stacked with pass rushers. Um, so, so they're gonna be a team that's looking to rebound and. Uh, between them and Green, I'm not really sure what to think of Green Bay. There, there seems to be some friction already between Aaron Rodgers and the new head coach, Matt LaFleur, who came over from uh, Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what the new offense that he's implementing looks like. Um, so looking at it from a Chicago standpoint, I mean, Minnesota, I think, is the team that I'm going to be on the lookout for the most. Obviously, you always got to be concerned about Green Bay. You always got to be concerned about a team with a great quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, you know, again, I mean, history, at least uh, under Aaron Rodgers, doesn't treat the Bears too kindly. Hopefully that turns around uh, under this Matt Nagy and uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, duo uh, regime, I I suppose you could say. But, uh, you know, just looking, I guess for you, DJ, we'll, we'll start off with the Minnesota Vikings. Again, I think they're probably the team that the Bears have to be on the lookout for the most uh, when, when looking at the NFC North. Uh, you know, this is a team that had full, that were full of expectations last year, and uh, they, they actually missed the playoffs last year. So you know they're going to come in hungry. You know they're going to come in determined. And uh, <laughs> uh, That's the division? What's that? No, I think they they just missed it. I, I think they're in nine and seventeen. All right, I got you. I'll look it up right now. I, I felt like I thought they made it. I'm not sure. I thought they did. No, I think the Bears ended the season. Ended their season. I think the Bears uh, and Vikings. It was the last regular season game. If the Vikings won that game, then uh, they would have uh, made it to the playoffs. Now it was the year before where they had the Minnesota miracle against the New Orleans Saints. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I thought they did make it, though. I thought they did because they were talking about Kirk Cousins not performing in the playoff game, and I thought they lost. But you got to – I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, no. Uh, no, 8-7-1 and one, the Minnesota Vikings went, and they did not qualify for the playoffs. Oh, okay. Who was in the playoffs then? Uh, I think the Bears were the yeah the Bears were all, the only NFC North team represented. Man, pull up, just pull it up. I got I got to make sure. 
Pull up all the, the playoff bracket from last year. I didn't hear that. Because I, I remember this, man. I got I to gotta, I gotta get this. All right, all right. I remember all right. Kirk Cousins. He struggled at something. They were talking about. All right, give me a second. Pulling it up right now. Oh well, yeah, but the Minnesota, if they deep, they, I feel like their defense was really bad last year. Like, so, not their style of defense. So I think that's probably the number one team because they seem like the Vikings have had the Green Bay's number. So this division could. I mean, honestly, I think it's you know a three team race. Detroit, I don't like at all. But you like Matthew Stafford, I did not. So it's uh, <laughs> kind of. Kind of up to you. You you assume that does Green Bay miss it two years in a row with arguably the best quarterback in the league? That's that's you know that's that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, so I don't know. And you got it. Let's see. All right, so so I do. I have the uh, the playoff bracket here. So out of the NFC, you had uh, okay. So it was Philadelphia and Chicago. We know how that ended. Seattle, uh-huh. Dallas, uh-huh. and then you also had the Rams, New Orleans, and that was uh, that was all for the NFC. Oh, uh, so. okay. All right, we're good. Are you right? You said so they had to win the last game, and that's what it was. He right. didn't perform in this. Okay. All right. All right, that makes sense. Right, you <laughs> say say that one more time for me. I, I can't get enough of that. Just, just go ahead. No, nah, you right, but it's, like you said, so um, yeah. So it, it's I think it's just a toss up. Um, you got for Green Bay, they trying to get better on defense when they would when they won the Super Bowl, where they had a good defense. Um, so I think they trying to improve that. I'm assuming they'll they'll do better. Um. Detroit always, they're going to win games. You don't know which ones they'll win, uh, but they could split with just about everybody, I think. I think Green Bay always has that number. Um, but uh, it could, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think this year they're going to force. Trubisky's going to have to step up to win it this year. This the division, he's going to have to step up. I don't think the defense is going to be, you know, the same. So he's going to have to. You know, put a little something in on that. So I would say that. How far of a drop off are you expecting from the Bears' defense? I mean, are, are they still going to be top I'm five? Say I think they'll make the playoffs, but they won't win the division. I'll say that. So what team are what what team do you have as the uh, NFC North winners? I think it's going to be Minnesota. I think their defense, because I think them and the Bears' defense are. Or the same, really. You know what I mean? They, you can go 1A, 1B, or 1A, 1A if you wanted to. Like when they're on. Last year they kind of went on, but they have all the elements from defensive backs to pass rushes to safeties. Um, so I think, and I think they all, for some reason they all win. My bad. My bad. I'm I'm sorry you you cut off there a little bit, DJ. I'm gonna go Minnesota. Okay. I think Minnesota will win the division. Okay. Uh, I think the Bears could make the playoffs, but I think I think Minnesota won the division. All right. That's, but you know uh, I think we may have the playoffs again. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm looking at Green Bay's roster right now, and they do have a lot of young talent, and they 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 have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. I'm really uh really liking their uh, defensive backfield. Uh, you know, now with Adrian Amos, they also have some guys like uh, Joshua Jackson and Jair Alexander entering year two of his career. Uh, but I I just I don't know if they're going to have enough uh, of what it takes uh, to, to win the division. Again, they do have Aaron Rodgers, and that certainly works uh, favors uh, in, in their in, – in, uh, But he does have a new offensive scheme, which – Right, and I – For an older quarterback, it normally doesn't work out well, man. And it's already looking that way, at least chemistry-wise. And, and, you know, the things that Aaron Rodgers is saying, I mean, there's some things that Matt LaFleur is doing that uh, he's just not a big fan of. Not too crazy about this offense, and uh, we'll see how that that whole uh, marriage works out. But uh, all right, so you have the Minnesota Vikings winning the NFC North. Uh, I think it's going to be close, but I, and it, it's you know you're going to make fun of me. It's going to be the homer pick, but I I think the Bears are in a great position to win the division yet again. I mean the the, the schedule as a whole is going to be a lot tougher uh, than last year. I'm not saying they're going to go 12 and four like they did last year. Um, I'm not sure what would win this division. I think 10 and six would be cutting it close, but I, I would say 11 and five will win this division. Um, I, I just think from, I mean, I, obviously the kicker position is their biggest weakness. It's their biggest question mark still to this day, but you take that out of the, the equation. And obviously I, I know you cannot, or, or else, uh, uh, I, I would have done that by now. Um, but I mean, offense, defense. I mean, this team has it, and they they they're, they have a lot of depth that as well. But as you said, DJ, the, the key thing is Mitchell Trubisky. He needs to make a a big jump. He, you know, year two in this offense, and uh, he's gonna have to show he's gonna have to show that he's uh, he's comfortable and uh, understands this uh, this this lingo that uh, Matt Nagy is uh, spitting at him. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm going Minnesota. <laughs> Kirk Cousins is better than Mr. Biscuit. This is what it is. Maybe, maybe for and now, but. not the same, but the quarterback, I, I lean more towards Cousins. Okay. So. See, but I, I would say now Kirk Cousins has Gary Kubiak now there in Minnesota, and I do like Kubiak a lot, but you also got. Well, now I'm going against what I'm saying because I totally forgot until I said it that they have Kubiak. But so, anyways, Kirk Cousins is going to be working with a new offensive mind as well. Uh, not offensive, yeah, he will be the offensive coordinator because John DeFilippo took another job. Uh, where it's escaping me, but so you got Kirk. That that could be another storyline. I mean, we know the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He's all defense, Mike Zimmer. So we'll see what the Minnesota Vikings offense looks like under a new offensive mind, uh, an experienced offensive mind, a Super Bowl winning offensive mind, and Gary Kubiak with Kirk Cousins. But uh, anyways, well, he does. I mean, when he was there, he do a lot of those stretch plays, even when he was at uh, with the Texans. So I think the running game itself will improve. So if you're in fantasy, you probably should pick up one of the Minnesota Vikings running backs. Kind of that whole stretch running thing where, you know, Peyton Manning will fall down trying to get it out there. And then they'll, uh, you know, do some play action and stuff. So, boops and stuff like that. So, it'll be – he'll be good. Minnesota, they'll make it happen. You know, I don't want to say it, but it's just got to be said. Uh, I'll send the, the Minnesota Vikings team apparel your way, DJ. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, that's going to do it for tonight's show, DJ. As always, uh, appreciate your time. Had a good time, as always. Hope everybody out there enjoyed listening. Uh, in case you missed tonight's episode and uh, want to catch it in its entirety, you can do so over at YouTube. Just search Chris and DJ Moore Show, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all the same thing, Chris and DJ Moore Show. Um, go ahead follow DJ on Twitter at DJ Moore 30. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Shanfeld. Both of our Twitter handles are underneath uh, us on this very screen here. Uh, and then, of course, story time with DJ Moore. Uh, recapping the story time with DJ Moore is always a big hit here on the show. So uh, go ahead and check out what DJ Moore uh, writes each and every week over on his buddy uh, Earl Bennett, former Chicago Bears wide receivers website, ProStyleMedia.com. Uh, and uh, again, Earl Bennett has a bunch of athletes, whether it's story time with Earl, you got story time with Caleb Haney now, uh, and a bunch of other NFL uh, players so uh must read stuff uh especially the story time with dj Moore. to do a um uh, like a post game show too so okay check us out man i think i don't know we were gonna do it in preseason but i thought we probably won't start it until like probably the first game of the year so okay so must so set that up so hopefully we'll get it in time yeah must listen must watch uh stuff right there um any final words dj before we wrap up the show Nah, man, it's a bitch. Hopefully he'll make it happen, but until then, Kirk Cousins is the man right now. Kirk Cousins or die, huh? That's that's what it's going to be. Uh, that doesn't sound very enticing, DJ. Yeah. And that's where we will end the show. I hope everybody enjoyed listening. Uh, again, uh, be sure to send... Uh, uh, all Minnesota Vikings fans and uh, apparel DJ Moore's way as he will now be supporting the uh, purple and gold uh, hey, over there in his South Carolina guy. home. Um, and, and that is a, a former Chicago Bear himself. Such a shame, such a shame. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you all enjoyed. And until next week, uh, take care, everybody. <laughs>